Welcome back in everybody to a fantastic new episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by two fabulous guests that we are excited to bring to you today. Joining us all the way from the UK, we have the admin and founder of the group, Back to the Future, the musical fans, Tony Rusco, and the admin, Angela Smith. As I mentioned, they're both with the group Back to the Future, the musical fans, who we are so excited to be bringing to you. Hopefully, you'll be able to join them. It's a wonderful group, and we're going to dive right in and tell you more about it. But first, let's go ahead and welcome on our guest, Tony Angela. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Hey, hi. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. First of all, I was so excited to meet both of you at the... Uh, I guess we 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 kind of cross paths in a way at the gala opening, which was great because we follow each other on social media. And then we actually met at the actual opening night, which was awesome. And thank you for the incredible sticker and pin. It's fantastic. I love it. But it was great to look more into you and to see this community that you're building and creating. So Tony, let me start with you. Can you tell us a little bit more about, about yourselves and about your organization? Yeah, sure. So yeah, we run the social media accounts and a private Facebook groups for any fans of Back to the Future, the musical, whether it's on West End or Broadway. We started out with the, the Facebook group and realized there was a market for a thirst for more information and expanded that to Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. Um, and so we, we arrange meetups. We have the groups there for fans to ask questions, get recommendations, get advice. We interview the creatives from the show and cast members and just generally try and keep everyone up to date and build that community around everyone who has a love for Back to the Future, the musical. That's fantastic. Now, how did you come up with the idea for this group? So I had seen the, the world premiere of, of Back to the Future, the musical in Manchester in the UK. It was one of these like out of town, limited runs, just trying it out before it goes into the West End. And I, and I went to see the show and I was kind of desperate to discuss it with people after, after watching it. You know, there, there's so many things that are slightly different to the movie or, you know, special effects that you want to discuss. And I've been seeing it with my family and they were interested in, in discussing it. And there's tons of Back to the Future groups on Facebook, but I didn't want to spoil it for other people. And so I originally created the group as a Back to the Future, the musical spoilers group on Facebook, where anyone who had seen the show could join it. And they had to agree to the rules when they joined that they were going to be discussing spoilers. And so I did that. But then, you know, COVID happened and the show had to shut down early. But what I saw was people kept joining the group. Um, and so after a while, we decided to change the name from Spoilers to Back to the Future, the musical fans. We tried to stop spoilers from being discussed in the group um, <laughs> so that more people could join. And what it did, it really kept up the momentum of people that were interested in the show. They'd heard about this limited run in Manchester and they couldn't wait to wait to see it return to the stage, whether that was in Manchester or, or, Broadway, or, or the West End. It wasn't really clear at the time which one would happen first. But eventually it reopened on in the West End and then recently on Broadway. And it's just continued to grow since then, really, yeah. That's amazing. Now, Angela, how did you come upon this group? So similar to Tony, I went to see the show in Manchester originally when it was in its preview season and loved the show. We were coming up on the press night or opening night, I think you have it in the US, which was 
I think it was March 2020. And the, the show were having a little, what would you call it, promo event at, at Piccadilly Gardens, which is a, a lovely space in Manchester. And they had a DeLorean there and they had the book writer and co-producer, co-writer Bob Gale in attendance. Composer Alan Silvestri was in attendance. So they were saying there was going to be some special guests and it was going to be this wonderful event. So the day of press night, I headed there before the show and that's where I met Tony. And Tony told me about his group and having seen the show a couple of times at that stage and loved it. I was like, what group? I need a group. I need to be in this group. So I joined and not long after, Tony kindly invited me to be an administrator for the group. So yeah, and we've been going on ever since. I love it. Well, building on that, what has it been like developing this group? Angela, I'm going to start with you on that. I mean, we never envisaged that it would would grow to what it is now. I think Tony will will say the same. Like, we only started off with a very small number of members and obviously not long after that that Manchester run, the show closed and we're in this COVID period where you, nobody knew if, if theatre was going to return or if shows were going to return, if life was going to return to normal. We're in that period, weren't we, that nobody knew what, what was coming. Um, so I think in that period it was it was really strange that we still wanted to keep everyone talking about the show, but we just didn't know what was going to happen. But people did want to keep joining and wanted to keep hearing about those experiences from those who'd seen it. Um, and in the build-up, as we slowly got towards, we knew the show was going to reopen in London. Lots of people joined. As we've mentioned, we got a couple of interviews. We we interviewed again, but right, Bob Gale, um, producer as well. And it, the momentum grew and as as people have been to see it in London and now Broadway you know we've we've spun off and got some Broadway groups and it's it's really been I think the word that you've both mentioned so far a huge community that everybody loves to come and share their experiences everyone loves to talk about the cast that are on that night oh there's an understudy on everyone gets really excited obviously both in the UK and on Broadway you can film the curtain call like the bows and and the encore and everybody likes to share those videos so it's it's really grown to to lengths that we never thought it would that's fantastic and Tony, what about you? I mean, you started this. What what has it been like developing it all the way to now? Yeah, it's funny, really. Yeah, I didn't anticipate it would grow to be so big. I think we've got like four and a half thousand members in the UK-based group, over a thousand members in the Facebook group for Broadway. You know, our followers on Instagram and Twitter are growing. I think, you know, Angela built up this really nice relationship with, with Bob Gale, who really values the work that we do to keep the fan community involved and, and and keep it like a nice as they say in the show like a nice place to live like uh Hill Valley is a nice place to live and I think the community so many people have, have approached us at our meetups like we try and meet up before um maybe more memorable show dates whether it's like future day in October October 21st or whether it's a cast change date or a, a press night or whatever it is whatever reason we've we've had a meetup People come up to us and, and say how friendly they found the group. Some people have made like new friends for life, which, you know, we never set out to do this. But I, I think I always had it in my mind, really, I I just wanted to share something with others. I wanted, whether it was a discussion about the show or a love for the show, but so many people have made friends and, and shared that love. And they go and watch the show regularly. When we came to watch it on Broadway for the opening, there was quite a big group of people from the UK that all traveled independently and they just arrived in New York knowing that there were going to be other people there that they 
Um, in most cases, I've met in person in London or people in the US who we never met before, but we knew through online communities and we arranged to meet up. And some people that we just bumped into, you know, you spot someone dressed like Marty outside the theater and you get chatting and then you share that you share the story and the community with them and they join and they become part of it too. Yeah. I mean, it's been an amazing, an amazing journey. And, you know, I think when, when we get the, the gratitude from the creatives and the, and the cast and the people involved with the show, it's, that, that makes it all worthwhile that, you know, we're, we're adding to the experience for everyone really, which, you know, it is fantastic. That's so cool. That is so cool. So, what exactly are you hoping that audiences or fans will take away or walk away from with this group? Tony, I want to start with you on that. Yeah, it's a good question. I think everyone approaches this slightly differently. There are some people who come to the group and all they want to do is sell their spare tickets. There's some people that come and they just want to, you know, they're, they're baffled with a question about what happened. And we don't allow spoilers, but, you know, some simple questions we, you know, we, we can field. But I, I guess I just want people to feel that there's there's other people like them out there. Like, you know, everyone's different. You know, that we have this huge, diverse group of people in this in this community, but everyone has a common interest and that's their, their love for Back to the Future. And so you get people who might be the most unlikely friends because they don't have much in common apart from the love for this 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 franchise this musical the movie whatever it might be and I think there's something really important about that you know building connections today don't want to get too deep but like you know when you're online and you know sometimes building connections with other people can be difficult and I think you know it's it's really given that opportunity to people so yeah that's it I think just get whatever out of it you want. For some people, it's it's friendships. For other people, it's just information. And for other people, it's just keeping up to date with, with what's happening next in the show. That's wonderful. Angela, what about you? Um, I think Tony pretty nailed it, but it is just providing that platform for everyone who has this shared love of Back to the Future, the musical, to come and talk about their experiences, their emotions. And yeah, we, we do answer a lot of questions. We do help people choose seats. We do help people who are considering taking children to the show. And there's always someone who can answer a question. If we don't know, there's going to be one of our members who know. And that way, it just it does just build up. And then, as we've said, we meet, everyone gets together on these big occasions. And it's just... It is community um, with a sh with at the core this show this wonderful cast and and crew but around it we've got a wonderful community of everyone that comes together to share in this love. I love that. Well, wrapping up this first part of the interview, I want to ask who do you hope have access to Back to the Future the musical fans? And Angela, I want to start first with you on that. Um, it's our group is 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 for everyone we want everyone to come and join the group whether you've seen the show or not um and that's the, one of the reasons we don't allow major spoilers people can talk about songs because the cast album a lot of people have listened to the cast album you can talk about a few little lines and things like that but we don't we don't we say don't discuss major spoilers and that's because if even if you're aspiring to see the show for the first time because let's face it 
seeing the show is very expensive. You know, it's it's whether in the West End or Broadway, theatre tickets are very expensive. Then you've got your trains or hotels, whatever on, else on top. So a lot of people are just aspiring for that first time to see the show. And, you know, everybody is welcome. So you can come to the group and get some advice, get some information so you can plan your first visit. Or if you've seen it a hundred times and, you know, you die hard and been tons and know every single line of, of every single scene, then everybody is welcome to join the group. I love it. And then Tony, what about you? Yeah, I think, you know, the group, the group is there for everyone. I think the one thing that we really try to encourage is just the positivity. Like, you know, the, there can be lots of negative comments or, you know, some, some communities can be really toxic. Others can just be you know, they don't like a certain cast or they don't like how something's been done. And, you know, we're not we're not there for that. We're there because we're Back to the Future, the musical fans. We're fans of the show. And it, it's totally normal for everyone to have their preferences and their preferred actors or, you know, understudies that they love or whatever it might be. Um, but we just try and make sure that all the discussion and all the, all the communication there is really positive and respectful. And it's okay to disagree with people, but, you know, we... We try and make sure that it's a welcoming community that, you know, no one is singled out and no one is, you know, everyone feels comfortable. So, yeah, really try and make it a nice, inclusive and friendly place for, for everyone and just, you know, share, share the love for the, for the show. group that you have it's beautiful it's wonderful and it's been wonderful talking about it but i want to give our listeners now a chance to get to know the two of you a little bit better and i want to start with our perennial first question in this second half which is what shows in the past have inspired you or composers or playwrights as well or, or what are just some of your favorites and angela can i start with you first on that Sure. I mean, I'm a huge musical theatre fan. So, you know, Back to the Future was my favourite film. When they, I loved musicals. So when they both combined, it was perfect combination. But I love musical theatre in general. So I've seen a lot of shows. Um, some of my favourites, it's so hard. But before Back to the Future, it was Phantom of the Opera. I know it's a classic, but I did adore Phantom. That was that was really high up there. Cabaret, I saw last year here in, in the UK. That was a huge, huge piece to me. I loved that show. Planning to go and see that again. Dear Evan Hansen. I know that's been on both sides of the pond. A, a very big fan of that, although it's a bit of a, a weepy one. Guys and Dolls. We've got a very immersive, spectacular production of Guys and Dolls here in the UK at the minute that's that's winning rave reviews. And then finally, I'll mention Newsies because that that's that was another one here in the UK that was spectacular. And it, the space that that was in was really conducive to the staging of that show. And it was, that was an amazing production to see. I love that entire list. Oh my gosh. Tony, what about you? Yeah, my list isn't as long. I think, you know, I was, I was kind of raised listening to and playing Andrew Lloyd Webber music. Um, you know, I, I played piano as a child and, and I played trumpet in like a huge concert band. And so we used to play lots of stage tunes, both from movies and from shows. Tunes from Les Mis often appeared in our school concerts and our um, concert band performances. 
And so I, I sort of learned the music before I really learned the shows. I then did like drama at school and, and before college, theatre studies and went to start watching more shows. And so Phantom of the Opera, I think, was my probably my first like big show that I would have seen in Manchester. I think I, I saw Miss Saigon and was just blown away by the production of that down at Drury Lane in London. And then, you know, that was like 25 plus years ago. And I kind of had a hiatus from it. And I would go and watch the odd show with family or, you know, take the kids or, you know, UK has got a good pantomime scene each Christmas. And I would like, you know, go and see that. But I really kind of got out of the habit of going watching theatre. And then Back to the Future really opened that up for me again. You know, I'd loved the film since, you know, the 80s. I watched it on TV, was obsessed with it, watched all the sequels. So when I heard that Back to the Future was coming to the stage, it really, like, piqued my interest again, and I wanted to get back to it. And that started this whole chain reaction of me getting involved with, like, community theatre and, you know, wanting to get back on the stage because I used to do that as a kid. And so I started to act again and get involved with sound design and became a trustee of my local theatre. Um, and so I think, you know... Back to the Future has truly inspired me to, to pick all that up again. I've seen a couple of shows while I was on Broadway. I managed to catch Funny Girls, mostly because I wanted to just see Leah Michelle in that role after being a massive Glee fan. And I caught Grey House, which I went to get the uh, I went to get the ticket for that and I was wearing my Back to the Future shirt and the, the box office attendant was saying, oh, you, you like Back to the Future? I said, oh, yeah, I love it. And she said, well, this show's nothing like that. <laughs> and of course it isn't. It couldn't be more different than Back to the Future, but it, it was an absolutely stunning piece of theatre. And, you know, the way they used the, the set and the, the sound and the silence and the music and everything was just amazing. So I was so pleased I got to see that before it finished. But then there's also a, a show that I caught recently that's just opening in the West End in a few weeks called uh, The Time Traveller's Wife. It's another... It's another adaptation of like a, a book and a film, but it's got a lot of similarities with Back to the Future. It's got the same lead producer, the same music orchestrations, the same illusionist. And that's a really, really great musical. Again, quite different to Back to the Future, but it, it's going to be a great show. I love it. I'm excited to, to see it then. And I a great list. And actually, you've kind of led into my next question for the two of you, which is, you know, you, you have been here to Broadway recently, but you are based in the UK. Have either of you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I guess like Funny Girls has gone on tour now. I think that's a brilliant, a brilliant story, a brilliant show. You know, the the, the production of that is, is amazing. I'm trying to think of things that are actually on stage at the moment that are, that are not closed. You know, most of the things that that I think I've heard or seen are not available to watch at the moment. Obviously, Back to the Future, we recommend. And when that goes on tour, like, I'm really keen to go and see the, the touring production of that just because I want to know how they'll do things differently. Yeah, I don't know. And you've probably seen more new things recently than me. Like I say, just watching things that haven't closed. I think one show I saw recently, again, it's just here in the UK at the minute, but I do think it's going to it's gonna do huge things, is... The little big things it's only just opened here in the uk but it's getting huge raptures of of positive reviews and rightly so so i saw that last week and that's based on the autobiography of a guy called henry fraser um, i won't give any spoilers away but he obviously true story he was diving when he was a teen and became paralyzed from the shoulders down and it's it's his story it's a story the where they film where sorry where they 
put it on stage it's in the round and it's it's just a story of human strength resilience family it's really funny it's got some really awesome songs in there but the biggest thing is it, it celebrates disability the the people who are playing the disabled characters are disabled themselves you know they've hired disabled actors and these actors are amazing but the whole cast is spectacular and there's some scenes in there that towards the end of the show is is again it's a shared audience experience where everyone was connected and it was really emotional and yeah if I'm sure that it's got an amazing future because it's it's a wonderful show so if that hits the states buy a ticket <laughs> that's amazing what is your favorite part about working in the theater and Tony I want to start with you on that yeah it's it's a good one I think we have this love-hate relationship with cast changes like, you know, I think the great thing about theatre is you can go and watch the same show many, many times, and especially something like Back to the Future, where there's so many Easter eggs and so many things that you'll spot in the background the second time you watch it, the third time, the fourth time. There's still occasional new things now. But getting to see some of the understudies, some of the covers go on stage and bring something new to the character, new to the role, is, like, really refreshing. And so when you get a whole cast change where... I mean, we had quite a, a big one for Back to the Future in the West End because this, this cast had been with it since the early workshop days, like several years, and quite a lot of them left. And, and they left behind a few a few of the main cast and a few of the ensemble, but there was, it was quite a big change. You know, that, that last performance of the original cast and then the first performance of the new cast, it was great seeing something fresh, seeing something new. So it's always like terrible to say goodbye. And, you know, it's really sad to say goodbye to those original cast members. But then it's great to see the new cast members. And I think that's the same with the Broadway show. I mean, you know, the production was slightly different. It's the same production team, but we we know we knew they were going to bring some fresh ideas to it, some slightly different directions, some slightly different sets and and you know, obviously the most of the cast are different. You've got Roger Bart and Hugh Coles who are like um, bringing their roles back from from the original London cast. But I think that's the, the fact that theatre is it's not just the same thing. Like it's something fresh, even if you watch the same, same show over and over again. What else? I mean, I, I think that theatre is just a, a great a great medium to use for telling stories. I think there's something special about watching something live and seeing someone act something out and really, you know, they're, they're acting out their truth. Like, you know, that if they can, you can really connect with what they're feeling much more so than you can with a film. Um, and I think, you you know, you see loads of kids at Back to the Future and often it's their, in fact, it's, it's the first show for many adults as well. And I think Back to the Future is really bringing new audiences in. And, you know, I think theatre and the arts is, is great for, for kids to just learn new stories, learn new storytelling techniques and, and just experience something that's really really immersive and really mind-blowing at times. Yes. Angela, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? I think just since we started this this group, it's been the connections that we've made. So not only with with our group members have we as we've attained to, but 
like Tony said earlier, we've made so many connections now with with the cast and with the crew to the extent that, you know, they do come and chat to us when we go to the show. We've we've had the privilege, like we've discussed, we've been invited to the the gala night on Broadway, which was was incredibly special. So I think, you know, we've we've spent so long being behind the show because just because we love it for no other reason. But as part of that have have come these wonderful connections. And of course, we go to see the show a lot. And it is a, a joy to watch with there's a lot going on in life for everyone. You know, here in the UK, we've got I'm sure you do as well. Cost of living crisis and all sorts going on. It's it's a, it's there's a lot of bleak times going on. But you go and see the show. It's two hours 40 of, of the biggest joy that you'll ever watch. And no matter what's going on, you'll come out with a smile on your face. And, and what more can you ask? It's 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 just happiness. I love that. Yes. Could not agree more with both of those. Those are two great answers. And now that leads to my favorite question to ask guests, and I cannot wait to hear yours, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? I'll go, but at the interest of being repetitive, it is going to be back to the future, the musical related. And for me, this is that very first show. It was February 20th, 2020. Very first preview in Manchester when you don't know what you're going to see. You're thinking, okay, you've got some of these people involved who were involved in the movie. Surely, surely they're not going to make a, a rubbish job of it. But you never know. And you're thinking, is my favourite movie about to be ruined? And there was that nervousness. But at the same time, you're excited. You think, okay, I'm ready. Let's see what you've got. And the audience reception that evening was just electric the whole night. Every single time one of the actors came on and delivered the first lines, the, the reaction was enormous. So Hugh Coles delivering his first lines as George McFly, he got the biggest reaction of that night because he was so spot on. He's nailed on. Obviously, you've got him over there on Broadway. Damn it. But yeah, it was it was electric the whole night. And when we interviewed him, he talks about the very end line that they all deliver in the show and then the lights blacked out, he saw every single person in that audience immediately launch to their feet, right to the very back. And I get goosebumps when we talk about it because it was the best night because nobody knew about it then. There was no reviews to read. There was no one to say, it's great, go see it. It was that first night of not knowing and it was so good that, it, yeah, that's my, my favorite theater memory. I love that. That is beautiful. Tony, how about you? Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound repetitive, but I think there's been so many favourite theatre memories with this show, for us especially, but, you know, that first performance that you, that you go and watch, I think the earlier that you watched it, the less chance you had of seeing any potential spoilers, whether it was like production photographs or TV performances or hearing the cast album, there was something exciting about just not knowing what to expect and, and how good it would be. And like, I think my face was literally just aching from holding that like massive grin all the way through it, because actually it was more than any I could have ever expected. It just be all of my expectations. And I think, you know, when you go back and watch it again, you do see different things. But that first that first performance, you can never relive that. You can never relive seeing it for the first time ever again. So that has to be really special. I love that as well. That, again, both of you, that must have been just such an incredible experience. I adore that. So thank you both for sharing those. Two fantastic memories. 
Are there any other projects or productions you might be involved in uh, coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for either of you or for the group? No, we don't have, we tend to plan everything a little bit last minute. <laughs> you know, we, we, we do this as a hobby and it does take up quite a bit of our time and we try and fit it in around our day jobs and our theatre trips and things. We are definitely going to continue doing more interviews with the cast. We did suggest to some of the Broadway cast that maybe we could get them on and, and do some interviews with them as well as the show settles in and they're in their routines and things. And when they've started to build up some stories about what it's like to, to be on the show. So we are hoping to follow through with that. We're going to continue to do interviews with the cast in, from the West End. I don't think I, I could possibly spare any time to get involved with any other shows. Um, <laughs> you know, we've had these big discussions. We had a big discussion about Broadway and whether we should get involved with the Broadway fan group when that was first announced. And ultimately, we decided to do that because... We had a, a ton of people in the UK who were interested in Broadway. They wanted to discuss Broadway. They wanted to visit Broadway. They were going to go and see it. But likewise, we wanted to be respectful to those who have no interest in Broadway, couldn't afford to come to Broadway, and just wanted to listen to the news about the UK show. So we created a new um, a new new series of accounts and groups for that. But I think you know, there's been lots of discussion about Back to the Future, the musical going international, and Bob Gale has always said he always wants to take this on the on the road and open up in more and more countries. And I just think we can't even cope with that. Like, you know, we we couldn't have like a, a German speaking fan group or or whatever it might be. Um, and so no, I think for us, Back to the Future, the musical fans keeps us busy. There's um, there's enough with with the West End cast and the, the US cast. I think we'll try and keep a close eye on the tours um, and see you know, what will happen over the next few years. And ideally just try and bring enough fans along so that they can help answer the questions. And it's, not, it's never just been about us, it's always about the community. And we've just got to make sure that it, it continues to tick over and, and keep people updated. So yeah, just you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on Spotify and all the other platforms for the interviews and you'll just be notified as soon as they come out. Yeah. Well, finally, if our listeners would like more information about Back to the Future, the musical fans, or about either of you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you, how can they do so? Yeah, we have a website, bttfmusical.fans. That has the links to all of our different social media accounts and channels. If you want to follow our Back to the Future Broadway fans on Instagram, that's bttfbway.fans. And on Twitter or X, it's bttfbwayfans. And on Facebook, it's Back to the Future Broadway fans for the Broadway group. Otherwise, if you just search for Back to the Future, the musical fans, you should find wherever we are at the moment and whatever we're doing. Wonderful. Well, Tony, Angela, thank you so much for taking the time today to speak with me. To sh for sharing this group, this amazing community with me and with all of our listeners. This is incredible. I love the work you're doing and the world you're creating and the show that you're supporting. It really is a fantastic show, an incredible show. So I love your, your passion and, and all your hard work. So thank you so much for stopping by today. Yeah, thank thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. My guests today have been the administrator and founder, Tony Rusco, and the administrator, Angela Smith, who are with Back to the Future, the musical fans. 
You can join the group, get information about the group, reach out to them by heading to bttfmusical.fans or check them out on Instagram at bttfbway.fans. This is a wonderful group. They do a lot of really great stuff. There's meetups and they've got merch and all sorts of stuff. Check out this group. They're a lot of fun. And they have their finger on the pulse about this great popular successful show and it's not just going to stop here on broadway it's going to keep going so if you're not here in new york or in the uk don't worry it's going to be coming to you so make sure you are tuned into this group to stay up today and all the back to the future of the musical news so until next time i'm andrew cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones unwrap your candies and keep talking about the theater in a stage whisper thank you If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. And the lights are on.